What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Shaka. Hi. I spell your name wrong always. Will oh, that's okay. It's S-H-A-K-H-A. Uh-oh, this pen doesn't work. S-H-A-K-A. Why do I? That's it? You have to add an H. K-H-A. Okay, and I always want to spell it S-H-A-K-A-H. Well, so that extra I don't know how to spell, so. No, my my dad at one point told me I say my own name wrong. But it's in Indian, in Gujarati, there's there's two letters. There's one that's a K and then one that's a K-H. And so that's what it is. It's still Shaka. I don't, I don't actually care. You're a pediatrician. Yes. How long have you done that? 20 years. Holy I, smokes. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, went to college 1990 to 93. I went to UCSD. I went to graduate from high school in 90. I graduated from high school in 90. Did you? Oh, me too. Yeah. I'm 47. How old are you? I'm 48. I look so much older than you. Did you skip a grade? Um, uh, no. I mean, okay. I was, I, I, w- I was only 17 when I graduated, but I didn't skip a grade. I don't look, I look way older. I, yeah. I do. <laughs> I you think- look young as shit. You're, you look like a young, you look like a young Indian girl. Uh, see, it's, um, and I don't <laughs> Botox, even though like, you've seen my twin and, you know, she's a dermatologist and I think everyone thinks I'm nuts, but I don't. I actually like looking older now. Um, you don't I like um, have any signs of um, North County, San Diego. Yeah, right, right. Totally. <laughs> Code Botox. You look great. <laughs> I got. I don't. I don't have either of those. Right. Um, no. So ninety four to ninety eight, I went to UCSD for med school. So I did mm-hmm. med school for undergrad, med school for med. Sorry, UCSD for undergrad, UCSD for med school. Did my residency then did a chief year and then started working in private practice in 2001. And are babies your specialty or do you take them all the way to how old? I take them to 18, but I actually have a lot of kids that I continue to take care of afterwards because they go off to college and then they, we we still want to see them and they still want to see us. It's nice. Like we love them. So you've had, have you had clients for 20 years? Do you know someone from one to 21? I have, I have grandkids too. Like I have, I've have kids that I've known and they've had kids. It's awesome. I know. Right. It's really lucky. It's like super lucky. And it's like, it's a long relationship and they don't always love me. And sometimes I'm mad at them and that's okay. <laughs> you know, one of the weirdest things to hear as a parent, um, and you have a, ch- you have a child too. You have a boy, right? He's 13, 15, 15. I have a 15 year old son. Um, when you're just minding your own business, maybe you're sitting on the toilet looking at your Instagram and the other parent says, where's so-and-so? Like I just, just now this morning, I heard uh, my wife asking one of my other kids, where's this kid? And just that uh, you just feel your heart just like drop. Like, wait, someone doesn't know where, I mean, even though the whole time, I don't know where my kids are, but as soon as you hear that, where's this kid? And you're just like, oh, and I immediately jump up and start searching for him. It's weird. Oh, yeah. once, once you have kids, you're like never really off, but I'll tell you, once they turn about like 11, 12, Taj now, he's 15 and I can go 
the entire day and have no clue what he did. It's it's they're just become completely independent. Like it's wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. To- <laughs> why aren't kids getting COVID? Or let me rephrase that. Why is it so few kids are getting COVID? Why is it just like minuscule amounts? I think there's a lot to it. I, the kids are getting COVID. They are. Um, I don't. But, know- but just just so you would say when they're getting it. Like I just saw a statistic yesterday. It was twenty two thousand three hundred and sixty people who. God, were they hospitalized or did they have COVID? I want to say that they had COVID. I'm trying to remember which country it was, but only 10 of them were between the age of zero and 19. Sorry, it was hospital. It was deaths. It was deaths in a country. I think it was the UK. 23,600 deaths and 10 of them were um, for kids between the age of zero and 19. So I'm sorry. I asked the question wrong. They're getting the COVID. Sorry. Why, yeah, are getting Why are the numbers so freaking small? 10 out of 24,000. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so the two parts to that one is, are they getting COVID? The verdict's still out, but I'll tell you as a pediatrician, I think that they're getting COVID. I think that okay. their symptoms are just mild. Um, okay. Why are they not dying from COVID? And so you're absolutely right. I mean, there's been sprinkling of cases that are more severe with kids with COVID, but for the I mean, other than maybe a dozen kids who were more severe in the entire world, we're not seeing any significant deaths from COVID in kids. And I think it's because COVID is specifically, um, the severity is with people with chronic disease. So it's the diabetics, it's the the heart disease. Um, There recently has been some discussion about the um, vasculitis and inflammation and um, so the vascular inflammation. Um, and so we are seeing some kids with a little bit of vascular inflammation, but you take somebody who is, you know, 40, 50 and has diabetes or heart disease, or you take somebody 80 who maybe has mild, but has had it for a long time, chronic disease, they're much more susceptible to die than a five-year-old who is been pretty healthy all their lives. Um, so, there, so what you're saying is someone between the age of zero and 19 hasn't been on the planet long enough to damage themselves enough to make them susceptible for COVID to push them off the cliff into death. I would totally think that. I okay. totally think that. There's, what, there's, is, what is chronic disease? Okay, sorry. Answer that. Go no, ahead. Finish. For oh, okay. kids, there's like this idea. We don't know 100%. There's this idea behind perhaps they don't have the receptors. And there is that, that science. There's these... Um, you know, angiotensin receptors that perhaps they don't have, um, which may be part of it. We see that with strep, you know, strep pharyngitis. We see kids less than three usually don't get it. Um, But overall for kids, kids overall are still getting it. Just like strep. Strep, you usually don't get it in less than three. I see nine month olds with it. So every kid's not the same. And so kids are getting it. I'll tell you, we've seen kids with it. They're just getting it mild. And which is, I'm just going to make a comment. I know you didn't ask this, but it's one of the reasons why um, when you talk about how bad these viruses are and shutting down economies and shutting down um, actual other healthcare, all of that, this one's not hitting the kids. I mean, thank God we can all go to bed and know that our kids are okay. I think I could Google right now. I could make up like just really obscure shit, like kids that died from swallowing batteries 
and yeah. I could find, or kids who tripped and fell downstairs. More. That choked on a seatbelt in their baby seat. I would bet that I could find more kids who die from accidents with their baby seat than COVID deaths. I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. that. I haven't looked. But there's all sorts of freakish. I mean, I Googled recently 12,000 people die a year from falling down the stairs. Totally. In the United you States. Probably, you can probably get more like selfie deaths, death by selfie with children than you would with COVID. Self, what's selfie death? What's, what's that mean? Uh, you know, death by like you're taking your own selfie and you die oh, because you oh, bears behind you. Oh yeah, right. Or you fall down, fall step off a cliff, or fall down some stairs, or like the people who've done the selfie with the gun, handgun, and they accidentally shoot themselves. Yeah, like you know, that's that happens. Be me yeah, on a cliff, by the way, because I'm so bad I can't even get the right button. <laughs> fall into the Grand Canyon as you're taking your selfie. Yeah, totally. Okay, then you were going to ask me about the chronic disease, and I just cut you off. Sorry. So, so what is chronic disease? That's such a I mean, that's, that's, there's so many ways to answer that. But wait, sorry. Let me ask you one more question first. So, co- when so comorbidity is when there's multiple reasons why someone died, and underlying conditions is just if you um, if you have um, <laughs> you're alive. It's a comorbidity, but you're alive, right? You get what yeah. I'm saying? Comorbidity yeah. is a term you only use for dead people. Yeah. And underlying conditions is you can use it for dead people or alive people. Yeah, it's basically the same stuff. This is all like... But they all refer to chronic diseases. Is that true? Yes, chronic diseases. Well, comorbidities, um, you know, it's you could consider like smoking a comorbidity, but it's not really a chronic disease. Even okay, though it, right, it's, okay. It's, but it's kind of just the way we talk about it, right? But smoking does cause co- chronic disease. The actual Absolutely. fact of smoking isn't a chronic disease. Totally. So, so okay. it's just the way, like the, the, the words we use, right? So at the end of the day, chronic diseases are diseases that are considered for a prolonged period, the word chronic, right? So it's less than, sorry, excuse me, it's greater than three months. So you have it for longer than three months. And um, I think like the way I like to describe it is it's this self-inflicted inflammation that occurs from um, and I say self-inflicted because it's due to choices. So it's not an accident. It's not an ingestion, right? So, I mean, we, I think that- um, Give me an example. What do you mean self-inflicted? Like I drink too much soda? I drink a Coke and M&Ms every morning at lunchtime? Uh, no, I, that's actually chronic disease. That's um, what I mean. When you say yeah. self-inflicted, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, self-inflicted, exactly. So, by diet and exercise choices. Diet and exercise, smoking, yes. I'm sorry, I, I lost the, the track on that. But yes, absolutely. Um, versus an infection, which- Again, you know, we've all heard that amazing, the five buckets of death, which is just fantastic, but it's like basically not some, so the chronic disease is not something you're born with. So if you're born with, you know, not four chambers of your heart, so you have a a congenital heart defect, right? Or if you have, um, you know, in, in infection and infection can cross over now, as we've seen with COVID and we see with influenza, with so many other viruses and infections that when you have chronic disease, you're just much more susceptible to infections. Um, okay. Let me, let me go through some of these things that I keep seeing in the paper over and over and see if these are chronic diseases. Um, these, these are comorbidities. So every time, I, every, every day, I see that like nine, it seems like the lowest I've seen now is 88% of the deaths in COVID have comorbidities, but I've seen as high as 99%. And, yeah. I, and I feel more confident it feels like when I investigate people who died who were seemingly healthy, they all seem to be obese, just from pictures I've seen. Totally. But, and the, the more numbers are more like the 95 to 99%. So 
99 to 95 to 99%. And um, there was something interesting that I did, I do understand is that a lot of times they won't give the, um, the coma, but they won't say anything. And so I think the reporters will report that as healthy, uh, otherwise healthy individual. And it's not that they were healthy. It's that they weren't able to list their medical history because of privacy regulations. And so just because something's not given to the media, it doesn't mean that it wasn't there. And right. Well, yeah, that and um, some of the, just the negligent reporting. So uh, the lady who died, the first lady who died in Santa Clara County, she's the, she's the, the first death in the United States on February 6th. I forget her name, but the report from CNN was, is that she died seemingly healthy. And I remember her picture. And she was 57 years old and they posted a little tiny headshot of her and the headshot of her. She looked great. She didn't even look 57. She looked like she was 37. Well, then I searched her name on the internet and I found a more recent picture of her and she was easily 60 pounds overweight. And, uh, she clearly had health issues. You know, she was one of those women that had arms bigger than like, you know, my thigh. And, uh, it's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate. And, but I just need the reporting to be accurate. So I, basically what I'm trying to figure out is this hypertension, diabetes, obesity, what are these things and why are they, why are all the people dying? Have it, why do they have these things? And, why, and, and it, what confuses it more is they keep saying black people, men, and elderly are more susceptible and they're adding these three factors in and that makes it more confusing for me too because – the real number I want to look at is this big one, this 95% of comorbidity. I don't think it, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, I don't think this virus is like, Oh, there's a black, there's a black man who's 65. Let's get him. Yeah. I mean, this is not smart, right? It doesn't have a, this virus just, just it's equal opportunity, right? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, <laughs> except except <laughs> for maybe kids, except for maybe babies. The no, it's still, still, there might it's be still some, equal opportunity. It's not like, it Oh okay. gosh, the babies are so cute. Let's not, <laughs> And so what, so what are, and, and, and are these things, can we just go through some of these? Like what is hypertension? High blood pressure. But I, I think the, the, it's high blood pressure. And so what happens with your high blood pressure is, is that, you know, d- depending on what's causing it in the majority of times, it's actually, um, it's being caused by, by dietary, um, by dietary um, choices. And like so, what gives you high blood pressure if you eat it? Well, okay, so it's the traditional thought, the, the old-fashioned medical thought was it was salt. And I don't think that. I think it's sugar and inflammation that goes towards creating um, a high insulin response. And the insulin response will go and to all end organs or wherever it goes, it will cause um, uh, damage to everywhere it, it affects. And so that's going to cause the diabetes, which is when your the diabetes is when your blood sugar is high. Okay. Um, and then hypertension is when your, um, the, the pressure in your bloodstream is high and then your body has, um, compensatory mechanisms that it has to keep, to keep all of your, your system working right. Right. So if your blood pressure is high, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like bottom line is if your blood pressure is high, your heart has to work harder. Okay. Right. Your heart's pumping against something that has a higher pressure. And so your body's working harder. Um, I think you said that, and then you gave me something else, obesity. Obesity, obesity is just the obvious. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh, careful. Mm. It's not, I know. 
It's not it's obvious a, to anyone. It's a, it's a, but now obesity is like a rash where you can't hide it, right? Um, right, but I don't think people know. I don't. I, I think a lot of people don't even know why they're obese. Like they right. just think like either I'm they're go on. Aisle or they think that they just eat too much. Ooh. Or they're like, hey, man, I haven't, like, I haven't eaten, in, uh, I only drink three Cokes a day and only have a pound of M&Ms. Why am I fat? Totally. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Do you remember when there was like, um, everybody was looking for like the, the leptin, um, you know, what, what's causing you to be obese? And it's not that, um, the, the thyroid. Leptin is what regulates when you're hungry or not hungry, right? Yeah, but it's not, it's not related to any of that. We're all hungry when we see junk food. I mean, right. it's pretty rare that you go past a donut and smell it. Actually, there's um, psychological changes that happen. So the psychology to the physiologic changes that happen to your body. So there's when you smell food, when you smell food, your hormones release all sorts of things in your body to make you want to eat. Have you ever noticed that you're not hungry and then you go yes. back? Walking through the kitchen is crazy. Yeah. Right. Anytime I walk through my kitchen, I have to like hold my hands by my side. <laughs> Serious, because I cannot even be hungry at all and just walk by a jar of like macadamia nuts and like a handful of them's got to go down. Exactly, and so it's not. There's nothing special in your body. You know, the people uh, people come to me and say, "I think my my child is um, sugar sensitive." No, your child is not sugar sensitive. Everybody's sugar sensitive. And I understand. They they ask me this because you know they have two or three kids, and one kid will eat more sugar than the others, and that's fine. I think that's more behavioral, but it's not that one kid is more sugar sensitive. We're all sensitive to sugar. Sugar is toxic to all of us. Um, and so in time, I'm not going to even go over the whole thing because literally it's like chapters and chapters and chapters of, we could like talk for two days about the, the biology and the chemistry behind why sugar will then eventually lead to hypertension, diabetes. But I just think it's important to know that it does. It, it, so, so, and this is what I've been, this is what I've been, you know, programmed by, by being in the, in the CrossFit cult, but is, is to avoid sugar. And yeah, that's what I'm yeah. telling people. Like if, if I ate, if, if, so, so basically we went through hypertension, sugar related, diabetes, sugar related, obesity, yep. sugar related, high blood pressure, sugar related. And these seem to be all wrapped up in the comorbidities. Matter of fact, people are having multiple of these, like, yeah. what was it in, 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 I don't remember if it was China or Italy. 47% of the people had three comorbidities, which makes sense, right? right. If you're obese, you, you, there's a good chance you have type 2 diabetes and you have hypertension, right? Yeah, and then I want to mention on the, on the diabetes that you know, 50% of people have diabetes or prediabetes. The majority of people don't know it. And so why? Why do the majority of people don't know they have prediabetes or diabetes? Because our norm is to have so much sugar that we think we're okay. Okay. And also if you eat a ton of sugar and then you exercise and you work it off, you actually don't have to be obese, but you could be pre-diabetic or diabetic. Does that make sense? Yeah, the majority totally. are actually normal weight. So the obesity is helpful to recognize. You're like, whoa, there's a problem. But if you look like somebody like me, I also could be pre-diabetic and never have known it. Because I could just eat a ton of sugar and work out and think I look okay. I and, hmm. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, we have an unstable connection. That's my fault. I need to hook this computer up to an ethernet. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. I know you're a doctor and this is, I'm putting you on the spot by asking you to speculate what the media is doing. We, 
we see all the comorbidities. We see all the underlying conditions. The media is not hiding that, but it is just always a footnote. It's not very often in the title of the article. We're getting tons of advice on flattening the curve, how to wear your masks, the importance of quarantining. We're seeing all these people doing the virtue signaling through their social media. They're doing their part. When, to me, there really should only be one message. And I actually heard Charles Barkley say it on CNN. It's time for personal responsibility. It's time to buy an assault bike, stop your drinking to only during the weekends, and completely cut out refined carbohydrates and sugar if you actually want to survive this thing. If you're taking the fucking COVID seriously, fuck your mask. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. Like, well, why isn't the media saying that? Why don't they just, I mean, or am I just totally lost my mind? No, I actually love Charles Barkley, by the way. I think he's really smart. Um, so take personal responsibility. I t- completely agree. Why is the media not emphasizing um, health in a health crisis? <laughs> I don't and know. More specifically it's- than health. Like, I don't want to hear about hydroxychloroquine. I want to hear about <laughs> fucking get off the sugar. Like, why are people yeah. trying? Why, why is someone like waiting for a vaccine, waiting for the drug when all they have to do? I'm pretty sure that they, you could have this amazing transformation in 21 days. I'm pretty sure you could just stop eating sugar and refined carbohydrates, get all the carbohydrates you want from, from green vegetables, or if, you, if you're in a food drought, because I know that's the excuse people like to do, stop eating both pieces of bread on your sandwich. I mean, really take the refined carbohydrate sugar thing seriously. And I think in three weeks, you should have an immune system that makes it so we won't be reading about you in the paper. I mean, totally. this is going off of what the media is telling me, but yet no one's saying that, yet it seems so obvious. Well, I'm going to be like not – so I think that is, that's a huge, huge part of it, but I'm going to go like a little bit broader. I actually – so I think that, number one, the media should be talking about that, right? But why are they not talking about it? So, yes, eating right and exercising have to be – and then getting proper sleep is extremely important, right? That's going to keep you from being a, another statistic, which – most of the people who are listening and most CrossFitters already know that, right? They right. know that the key to them is to keep doing it during quarantine. It's not like, oh, I can't get out. I was told I can't get out. Well, first of all, everybody in the U.S., I think, can get out. So you got to just figure it out, modify, do something, but you got to exercise. I would say it's like time to not exercise once a day, but to exercise two or three times a day. But Shaka, Shaka, the tr- and, and please push back. The truth is that diet will get you to the 90-yard line, won't it? 100%. 100%. Yes. So, I mean, just stop. And yeah. Just stop eating the sugar and stop. And, 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 and you know what's even better? You're not only helping yourself, you're helping all of civilization. You're, you're yes. actually all these people who are saying, oh, I want to help my local physicians and doctors and you're not doing your part if you don't stay quarantined. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's actually not true. You're not doing your part if you're eating refined carbohydrates. 100%, 100%. But here's why the media is not saying. Thank you. This interview is over. This is, yeah, this, the conversation's <laughs> over. 100%. No, but why is the media not saying it? Why is, yes, Baskin, why? Robbins, why is Baskin Robbins open? while gyms are closed. Yes. That's, a, that's not, it's because it goes down to the same one thing is none of this has been based on science. There's no science behind why the florist is going to be opening up on Friday, but the CrossFit's not. There's no science behind that. Okay. There's no science behind why daycares have actually been open the whole time 
up to 10 kids and yet gyms have not right there's so hospitals celebrating the 150 cases of candy hershey chocolate sent them that's just embarrassing that's pictures of the admin standing in front of four pallets of fucking candy but i'll go yeah i'll go more with charles barkley than i will with um it's not just the sugar we we do also have to be responsible because we actually just and i'm going to say this i'm going to say this with covid like i do every year with influenza and rsv for me Influenza and RSV are a big deal because I take care of kids. And I have What's RSV? What's RSV? RSV is respiratory syncytial virus. It's a virus that can give adults a cold, but little babies can die from it. And I have seriously sick babies every winter with this. And people walk around with the worst hygiene I've ever seen. They have colds and they touch babies and they make my baby sick. Bottom line is they make my baby sick. So would it be wonderful is if everybody could be eating perfectly and we don't um, and we don't have any viruses around. Awesome. But that's not the case. So we do have viruses around. We do have COVID around. And someone is going to visit their grandparents or the parents. And so, yes, would it be nice to eliminate the deaths by getting those grandparents off the sugar? Yes. But in the meantime, I'm going to also say that we have to be responsible with hygiene. If you're sick, you can't go visit your grandparents in a nursing home. So I do believe that that has to be part of the message. The problem is they've totally gotten rid of them. They are, they are, they're not even addressing the message of be healthy. When they're putting gyms and, and boutique exercise studios, boxes, whatever you want to call it, when they're putting them in the same category as nail salons, I feel like it's insulting and, and movie theaters. It's insulting. They've eliminated it as a part of health and they put it into like a, of something of pleasure. Right. right? I, I don't think there's a better time ever than to just completely vilify sugar. I hear what you're saying. I it's know. Important. I know. It's important, it's important yeah. to wash your hands, but the, and I know I've said it five times, I'm a broken record, but how does anyone have an opinion on anything? If like, like if you could only do one thing, wear masks and have hand sanitizer or not eat sugar, which would you choose? Me? To protect yourself from uh, the COVID. Yeah. There was only one of the, like, if you had to be like, okay, I, I can, with a magic, with a, with a wave of a wand, I can lower my blood sugar level to the perfect number, or I could have all the masks and sanit- hand sanitizer I want. What would you That's do? not a good option. I would say eliminate all the sugar, mm-hmm. eliminate the sugar, and stay away from sick people. Those right. are the two I would choose. I don't think that the mask and the hand sanitizer. Now, would I go to a a medical facility with um, no soap? No, I don't want to go to a hospital with no soap. Right, um, right. As a doctor, do you want me walking? I haven't eaten any sugar, so I'm going to come take care of you without washing my hands. No, I want both. I don't have to have one or the other. I'm going to have both. I'm going to have hygiene and get off the sugar. You don't like my question. Do you don't like my question. You don't like my question. No, but what, I'm, what you're getting to is absolutely the sugars causing the the severity and the mortality in this virus 100% people ask me not as often as they ask you probably only once a day for me what what's your plan for your fitness for your kids they always ask me and i always you know i don't really have a plan i'm just kind of winging this and since i work for crossfit it's pretty easy to wing because it's in my face all the time healthy people and movement and cre- being creative around human movement but I tell people who have babies, in my opinion, and this is based in no science, 
that the holy grail of fitness is crawling and that I would encourage you never, ever, ever to encourage your kids to walk. I wouldn't keep those things in those house that the kids stand up and push. I wouldn't put your fingers out and let them walk. I wouldn't do any of that shit. And I would never put socks on them either because you want their, and I would never put those onesies on them that cover their feet. And I just want my kid, like his walking should take, because once he walks, that's it. You're done crawling. Why do you say that? Because I love what you, I love what you're saying, but I want, why, why do you think crawling is so important? I want to know what you, why Um, do you say that? Uh, because it's, so, it's so physical because now like, you know, in the, you know, when you go to your CrossFit gym and they're like, okay, we're going to warm up with bear crawls. I'm like, fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I always feel so good. My shoulders feel great. My hips feel great. My legs feel great. My brain feels great. I come to the present when I have to go on all fours, like instantaneously, right? There's all that, you know, the left side and right side, all that shit that the psychologists love to talk about. Well, that's it. So if, if you, Look at what um, babies do when they crawl. And then you also threw in there not wearing socks. A lot of that is sensory input. And so what we'll see with kids is like even right now when you have older kids who aren't um, quite having the same social interactions and they're having um, difficulties with their sensory input, if you get them to go back and crawl, um, a lot of it gets a lot of it improves. Wow. With them crawling. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, like how old kids are you talking about? Like five-year-olds, 10-year-olds? Yeah. yeah, there's actually like different um, schools of thought on it that the crawling is really, um, it, it's it, during a pivotal time of development for sensory input. So, and it makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean. You're getting, you're crawling. Yes, you're, yes. It's, it's motor but it's also, they're touching things, they're feeling things, they're having, like you said, the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. And, and it's all being integrated. And so it's, um, it's fascinating because I always was taught when I did pediatrics, like, you know, a million years ago, is that you, kids don't have to crawl. But throughout my practice- Who taught you that? That was like something taught in school? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, they're fine. If they don't crawl, it's okay. Because sometimes kids will go straight from sitting to standing, to walking. They start cruising the furniture. But I'll tell you from my experience, it's been, and now we've just seen so much more of it with, you know, an explosion of um, sensory resources. We have seen so that, yes, you know, kids can go straight from the standing to cruising furniture, but those that crawl really get that, um, that part of the development where they, they have all of that sensory input. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I always took it to, um, I left, I, I, I worried less about the mental than the physical. I just thought, Hey, and that maybe that's just cause you know, the, the CrossFitter in me, but, but you're right. Um, it's crazy. It was, it's crazy sensory, but the reason why I didn't put the socks on them is because I wanted them to be able to use their toes and their yeah. feet. And I didn't what does want that mean. That means they have to feel it. They right. sense- they, they, they know what things feel, right? And then right. they use it because they, they grip with it. Um, I love what you're doing with the kids. I love not only are you just letting them move around all day. So when you talk about what do we recommend for the kids, just move. How about this? Just get up and do something. Um, but what I love is that you're, what you're doing with your posting is you're really encouraging others to get that idea and to just let their kids, it's just such a great influence. I how, love- come I only, how come I don't even have 9,000 followers? I want 9 million followers and, and Red Bull to offer me a contract. And 
I think it's a thing now. It's like if you're authentic <laughs> and you're doing something real that you just, you have less followers. Right? right? Like if you, guess. you just tag things. If you spend your whole time like tag, I think like tagging and things like that, then you just get a ton of followers. And then I'd rather just, you just post whatever you want and then just, you know, organically, authentically get the followers that get it. Um, so my, I, I, my, um, my thing, my only thing around posting is I, I just want to post every day. So I just want to like make sure. And for two reasons, one, because I just want the, the followers to be, you know, get their fix, but I guess also because it's kind of my scrapbook, right? Yeah. And I love making cool. videos. Well, um, I, love it. I love what you're doing with the kids. Thank you. The, what they're doing. The, the other thing is, um, falling. So one day I tried to count how many times my kids fall. And like, I was like, it was like by 11 AM and each of them had gone like over 200 falls and I just couldn't do it anymore. And the thing with falling is, is that every time they fall, they have to stand up. Mm -hmm. And so if you let your kid fall 500 times a day, he has to stand 500 times a day. And I just, and that's happening just on an average day um, for three years straight. So 500 falls a day, that's 15,000 times. No, is that 150,000 times? What's, what's, what's 15 times 300? Is that 150,000? No. 15, add, one, add two zeros to your 15 times three. 45, right? 15 times 300, you said? Yeah. 45 and add two zeros. So what is it? 4,500. Is it? 15 times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're right. Yeah, I love that we're having to... You know no, 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 no. You said 15. It would be 450,000. 450 times 300. Let's no. do, yeah. 15, 15 times 300? No, sorry. 500 times 300. <laughs> if you fall 500 times a day, 300 days a year, basically what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. you fall 500 times a day and you do that 365 days a year and you do that for the first three years of your life. That's got to be a million. Fall, that's, that, do you know how many air squats that is? Yeah, that's a lot. And that's another cornerstone for par- my parenting. One, just er- er- because people are always asking, like, what do you, wh- what's the fitness plans? And it's like, okay, let them crawl and let them fall and let them stand. Don't, don't stop them from falling and don't run over and pick them up. And you understand that you just described not just a physical theory, but also just a, a, a way to parent for any type of situation. Let them crawl, let them fall, let them get up, which is something that we are completely, it's so hard for parents to do, but it's it so is hard. important. It's really important. We need to let our kids crawl, fall, and stand. And so whether it's for um, physical activity or, you know, I, you know, sometimes I just sometimes watch and I'm like, I couldn't even do it. That one picture that you had, with when they, which one got on the, um, Avi got on the fence recently. When, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he climbed okay. up on the fence at the baseball diamond. Yeah. I yeah. was like, Oh my goodness. I am going to lose my marbles here. Yeah, I'm like, his soccer, his soccer coach hated that. His soccer coach lectured me when I was done. I just took- I didn't hate it. I was just like, Oh my God. Okay. So, and, and that happens. Right. And they, um, but whether it's something like that or whether it's like letting our kids go and and do something that they're not comfortable with and then they fall and then they get back up right like yep. i can't we can't give we can't do everything for them otherwise they don't learn themselves kids are so spoiled nowadays they're so spoiled and 
they need to learn they they need to learn without everything being handed to them. Five hundred falls times three hundred sixty five is one hundred eighty two thousand five hundred times you have to stand up every year. Yeah, that is world class fitness. You can make a song out of that too, like with rent, like you know. <laughs> By the way, so the fence thing, I wouldn't recommend most parents do that either. But since my boys have been hanging from rings and pulling on rings that we have in the living room since they've been nine months old, I have such faith in their grip strength. Totally. And, but you're absolutely right, though. And you're right about the, the foundation for what you've taught them. You're, the foundation of letting them fall. It's hard to do. And, you know, you got to use some sense, right? Like, um, the, there's like a top whole- of a flight of stairs. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Like, I, like if I'm, if I, even now when my kids are five and three, if we're going downstairs or upstairs, I'm always behind them and I'm always on alert to catch them. And although they've never fallen, I'm not letting my, that's my job. No, well, that's no, the thing. My, you're always there. You're yeah. always there. You're yeah. checked in and you're there. I'm so. not like, oh, so cavalier that you just go up flight of stairs by yourself. <laughs> and I'm not texting or on my phone. I'm maybe making an Instagram video. Yeah, but you're, you're there. You're totally yes. there. So um, I love it. What vitamins? So, I, so since the COVID thing started, I've made sure I take my fish oil every day. I take my vitamin C every day, and I take a little vitamin D. I never used to take vitamin D before the COVID, and that's it. And my kids, I give fish oil every day. Oh, good. It's so. Is, is that cool? Should I be Should I be supplementing with something else? Do you believe in vitamins? No, I don't. Oh. I believe in <laughs> I believe in eating real foods. Okay. Like you should be able to get it with real foods. And what I'm going to talk about kids because that's what I do is fish oils are actually um, the only thing I recommend is um, because they just don't get it. Um, but everything else, they should get real foods. And people always ask me like, you know, what, what foods should they get? Just get real foods. If you get, and it's pretty impressive. If you get rid of the junk food, by the way, the other day, I actually, I totally lied. And I told this kid, um, that because of the supply chain issues with COVID that they stopped making all the, the crackers and the granola bars because the, the, there's been issues with the supply chain. And I went, I almost wanted to tell the kid and I'm like, mom, you're welcome. I almost wanted to tell the kid that Disneyland isn't never going to open either. But I was like, I can't believe I just lied to this kid. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Crack, they don't make crackers and granola bars anymore. There's a supply chain issue. So if you get rid of, <laughs> if you get rid of the, granola bars, the, the, the goldfish, the, all of the processed foods, your kid will eat enough real foods. Just give them some vegetables, give them some protein, protein and healthy fats, give them avocado, eggs, meat. They'll have enough of everything they need. Mix up the colors. Why do parents give their kids sugar? Because it's easy and it's normal. I think that one of the biggest reasons why is we've normalized it where people just do what everybody else is doing. Like, I mean, like this whole, I mean, it's kind of like the COVID hysteria. We're just one thing after the next, we're just doing what other people are doing and we're not really thinking for ourselves, right? It's really not cool, right? I mean, giving your kids sugar is really not cool, right? I mean, No, it's it's not cool at all, but that's, but I don't think it's because- Like you're hurting your kid. You're 100% hurting your kid. It's 100% hurting your kid. Giving them sugar is hurting them. Absolutely. And they're not meant to eat or have that or, and drink. I, I, I said eat, but it's, they're not meant to drink that much sugar. And, and ever, ever, the amount of sugar that kids get nowadays is the amount like in one day that a kid would have gotten in five years. 
Oh my God. How long are you talking? Like a hundred years ago? Right. No, even less than that. Like, like 80 years ago. (laughs) Um, But if you look at it, so even, even the organizations that have been a little bit um, not so conservative, they've kind of been, they've been um, moderate because they want to, they want to please parents. They don't want to be too strict. They even say no more than 25 grams of sugar per day, right? Of 25 grams of added sugar per day. That's more in than in one juice, Gatorade, all of that. And so parents, I mean, just let's just stop with the drinks. How's that? You don't need to drink anything with sugar. Water, milk if you want. My, that's it. My kids only drink water and whole milk, and they don't even drink that much whole milk. Yeah, they just drink water. And, you know, I, I actually think the reason why parents are giving them, I mean, the, the juice, the Gatorade, all of, just a little bit of lemonade. I'm like, a little bit of lemonade, you don't need that. No, so what for? That, Who is that they, for? Yeah, I, I don't think they give it because they're, like, it's not like they're giving, so they're, it's like they're giving their kids cocaine, but it's not like they're giving their kids cocaine because they're not intentionally being evil. They don't know any better. And all, the, all, the, all the bad kids I know eat sugar. Yeah. All the bad kids I know. And by sugar, I mean like, like a bagel. Like I'll be somewhere with, with right. a family and we have our kids and our kids, we all show up together somewhere. And all of a sudden their kids are eating like Doritos or bagels or ice and cream. And then they're behaving poorly. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like so it. obvious to me. My kids, my kids. If I give them ice cream, like at a birthday party, the next two hours, they ha- I have to have them outside. I'll kill somebody. They cannot be in the house. Well, same thing for us too, right? Like you can feel it if you ever took the time to actually go. That's my body's response right now. You know, drink a thing of orange juice and see what your body feels like. Feels right. awful. You just never recognized it, right? And so, right. so even if we went and met the the medical guidelines, people aren't meeting it. One Snapple has like 60 plus grams of sugar, added sugar in it. It's horrible. It's horrible. So I think the real problem is, is that we need to get the word out. We need to get the word out to people that no, a little bit is not a little bit. It's no longer a little bit. It may be a little bit compared to what you did two days ago, or maybe a little bit compared to your neighbors or your friends, but just because everybody's doing it doesn't make it healthy or safe. And we're seeing what's happening. When, when, when parents bring their kids in to see you, do the fathers ever hit on you? All the time. I mean, it's hard not to. <laughs> no, seriously, do they? Never, ever, so, but would ever. You, but would you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't because nobody ever does. Because Yeah, I I'm not buying on, that. <laughs> I'm not buying that. I also have on scrubs. I don't have a, a bit of makeup. You even commented. You're like, why is your hair back? I'm like, because I'm being a doctor right now. I'm... <laughs> it's 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 never happened no i i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure no because you know what i i mean i'm actually being sincere i think that that's such a special relationship like i love my parents i love my moms and dads and we just i mean we we're in for the long haul right and we're in it for so long that if it's a real it's a real um special relationship too but dudes you know? are dudes yeah, but and you're pretty and you're important. smart and you're money. And I would just think that like, there's nothing more important than your kids. You, know right, what I mean? you just went through a divorce. Now you're over there with Dr. Shaka and your kid. You're looking for a new mom for your kid. <laughs> I love you, Seth. But no. And listen, I love 
that people are so good to me because mm-hmm. they know that I'll give anything for their kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's it, it's, I'm, I'm lucky because, and they know there's, who do you love more than the people that love your children? Right? It's oh like man. Someone could just say one nice thing. There's people, actual people that I have not liked my whole life that have been involved in my life for 40 years. And they said one nice thing about my kids. And I'm like, I fucking love this person. Right. Oh, it's and just transformational. I, if you want to blow someone, just love on their kids. Right. But, and, and I like, yep. I, they don't even, they don't always have to like me, but we do love each other because it's, it's a long, your client, you're talking about your clients, my clients, my, yeah. yeah. And like, I'll even say things too. Like, so, so, you know, that I'm always talking about how, in what ways we can get rid of the sugar, right? What ways can we have our kids eat properly, eat healthy, but then even other things like, I've had, you know, I actually love, I've had dads that, you know, I've walked in the room the first visit. I'm like, yeah, you're smoking and you got to stop the smoking. And they'll look at me like, really? Why? I'm like, you smell it on them? You smell it on them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I'm, I'm proud to say that the next time they come in, they don't smell like smoke. And they'll say, you know, I just, I thought it was really cool that you cared to say something. I'm like, well, I think it's really cool that you stopped because it is really important. So now if I can get that message to the sugar i think that would be amazing the problem with the sugar is is our culture and our society is just coming around to recognizing that i mean like you mentioned with the media with covid we're sitting around talking about masks and hand sanitizers but we're not but we've put people inside their house so they can't do anything but sit inside their house and eat i guess you know it's just awful there's this, there's this fucking pseudo kindness, politeness, niteness, niceness that really is just codependency and absolving people of personal responsibility. Yeah. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of it and being vilified for trying to actually help people when the people and it's, you're being vilified by the people who are actually hurting them with their bullshit kindness. And I give you an example. You just gave one, the guy came in and he's a parent and he obviously wants advice from his doctor and he doesn't see where it's coming from and he gets it. Quit fucking smoking. Well, yesterday, out of nowhere, a young lady I haven't talked to since 2018, she was a guest on the podcast and she had lost like 80 pounds and she had cured herself of Crohn's disease or lupus or some shit, some crazy shit she cured herself of from doing CrossFit and eating right, right? And she texted me yesterday and said, hey, I've put on 80 pounds. Oh. And I said, hey, man, I just texted her back. You better fucking stop eating. You better fast for 36 hours, just water, stop eating sugar, and start exercising. This COVID thing is just creeping on people like you. Yeah. And she, we went back and forth for about, I don't know, five or six hours texting. And finally, she said, hey, thanks for fucking kicking me in the ass. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, love now that. Now is not the time to put on kid gloves and be like, it's inappropriate, blah, 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 to talk about. No, that's not like, what are you talking about? I'm not comfortable telling her that I'm not doing it. Like I'm not getting doing it. Cause I'm, it's not doing anything for me. No I don't care, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like what you owe someone. The yeah, bus is coming. Get out of the street. I mean, you fucking owe that to your fellow man. Right. Like, no, I'm going to say one more thing. Pet peeve. These fucking idiots are out walking around Santa Cruz with a fucking mask on, but you're walking in the bike lane and I go, someone's going to hit you with their car, dude. Why do people walk in the street? Okay, that was a total tangent, but no, I I I hear you. I completely hear you. And they wear they wear the mask and then they take them off and they're eating junk. 
They're eating sugar. I completely agree with you. You know, it's really hard. I think that you kind of nailed something. It's harder to care about somebody and say the truth than it is to just keep saying yes, yes. Okay, sure. It's so much harder. And at the same time, it's just, it's actually so much more caring and better if you tell people the truth, right? Right. Oh, so much better. So much better. But it's hard to do. And not worry about, and not worry about their feelings, not be preserving, not be preserving um, your relationship over their life. Like their life is what's important. Yeah. Do you, have you always, go ahead. Sorry. No, what are you going to ask? Have you always had perfect skin? Do Indian people do? Are there any Indian people who don't have perfect skin? Uh, sure. I, I think I. Um, you're so sweet. I had this girlfriend in in college. She was Pakistani, and to me, you guys are the same. I'm probably yeah, getting yeah. in trouble for that, but no, um, you. Um, she was like a. She looked like Cindy. Craw- she was like a dark skinned Cindy Crawford, but her oh, skin was like you could ice skate on her skin. That shit was like. So soft velvet. Dark. Yeah. Crazy. And, crazy. And, and you have great skin and your sister has great skin and Deepak Chopra has great skin. I'm just like, who like, is it, I love you. Well, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're lucky. We have other stuff. We don't even start. Don't. I, but Indian people don't have bad skin. That's like, you can just throw that in the, like, uh, that's, that's fair to be racist towards Indian people in Pakistan. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think we only have bad skin. skin if we have leprosy. I could, I could, uh, what's you have leprosy than you do. I could uh, racial profile you guys as having good skin. Yeah. To- uh huh. It's okay. If it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. Like we have <laughs> great skin. It's funny because your sister's a dermatologist. Yeah. But she has perfect skin. It's like she's, she paying, she's paying do anything. What? She not let me do like the, I just like, I want to be a junkie and do like lasers and things like that. I don't do Botox because I don't want to. I just kind of want to age. Right. But, but to each their own, right? If you whatever, you could do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I, although that, that's that. There, there's people now that there's people now where there's people who've had to get facial work. I don't know if it's just me. I should actually ask my wife this when we get off the call. But I have trouble, like I avoid them because I have trouble looking at them because like some chatter starts up in my brain. Like I start like looking at their lips weird or their yeah, face weird. weird or their cheeks and I start tripping. It's and weird. So I kind of avoid those people. I wonder if a lot of people avoid them. They kind of look like the Joker from. Yeah, um, yeah it's weird. Batman. Is it the Joker? No. What's the one? It's the Joker. The one with the big smile. Yeah, it's the Joker. Yeah. I forgot what his girlfriend's name is, but I love her because um, Margot Robbie plays her. Remember? No. Oh, she's rad. In that movie, The Joker? Mm-hmm. Well, no. He's a girlfriend? Oh. In, in, um, in real life? Squad. Oh, 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 oh. God, I forget that movie. I want to go back to chronic disease. I want to go back to COVID. Okay, okay. Because I just, COVID I could talk about all day right now. Okay. Because it's. People need to hear other stuff too, though, like about doc people hitting on you and shit. Yeah, no, because you keep asking the question and it's like, I understand, but you're thinking scientifically, you're thinking rationally when this entire COVID from, oh my goodness, 1.5 million people are going to die. So we have to all lock down to not locking down or being um, more careful with old people to or how about fuck you don't close my beach make chocolate illegal 
Like you want to do some draconian shit? How about you let me move my body around, but you make it illegal to eat certain shit? How about we just go around and anyone drinking a fucking Coke goes to jail? I'm serious. Because the reason behind that is there's too many politics. There's too much politics. And as a citizens, we're it's more effective to save lives. I think it's more effective to save lives. But the beauty of this, I think, is that it's kind of exposed to even a lot of doctors as to the non-science and the nonsense. So that as a physician, you, I, have to, I have to question what's being presented to me. And for so many years and so many doctors, they just get spoon-fed things like low-fat right? The whole low fat and this whole explosion of the sugar industry is, was just spoon fed to us. And now the, the, the COVID has even the people that were the biggest followers and the most trusting are now asking what's going on with the who, what's going on with the CDC? Why are, why are they recommending these things? And so that's actually something that's come out of this as to remind most, a lot of physicians, when they went to medical school, would question things. You know, they, we, we were actually smart and had a, the class, and then we kind of just turn into robots. And so it's so important for us to question everything that comes our way. And with COVID, it's so clear. I mean, again, we're in the exit plan right now. We're in the exit strategy. And most people are waiting around for their politicians to tell them what to open and how to open it. But yep. there's no science in that. Right? There's no what in that? There's no science. There's oh. no science as to why daycare is open and golfing is open in California as opposed to why a gym isn't open. And what do you make of that? What so you're saying the entire exit strategy is just money driven politics, um constituency getting votes, that's I mean it's just there's no has nothing to do with saving lives or I think each um, region or each city or whatever, wherever you are in the world. Has its own bias? Yeah. And I think that there's some places that they're actually working hard to do it well. I mean, in San Diego, I'm actually, I've become quite pleased with our city. With um, their, you know, despite the fact even about a week ago when um, our California announced that they were going to initially for about a hot second, they said they were going to close all the beaches again. And our city um, didn't, was, was not going to, because like going to the beach is not causing disease. So I loved the closing the ocean part was absolutely showed was a complete illustration example of the stupidity of everything. So why in the world you would close an ocean? It, it seems like a, a basic right to be able to go out in the ocean and people that go in the ocean, it's not a social event. A and B, it's you're not getting disease in the ocean. So it was such a great example of how non-science so much of this is. How long does COVID live in salt water? It doesn't. It doesn't, okay. I mean, I, mean, I, I kind of made a joke on, like, make sure you don't poop when you go surfing because you don't want that poop to go into the right. bazillion gallons of, of water, come on shore and have somebody running by it. It's just <clears throat> idiotic. That whole thing is idiotic. So open the oceans. Luckily, we have our um, beaches are closed in Santa Cruz. I went yesterday. You can't go down to the beach. Yeah, there's a big sign that's bolted in like it's going to be there forever that says no pedestrians on the beach. That's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. 
and reactive too. And so I am quite pleased with our, so I don't want to throw all everybody under the bus because I'm pleased with San Diego. I've actually been completely impressed with the work they're doing and how they're moving towards this exit plan. But overall, the exit plans make no sense. They just, I mean, just think about it. Take two seconds and think about for everybody listening, what's opening and what's not and why. I mean, are we going with a hygiene theory that the things that are more clean are opening first? Are we going for a more essential that things that are needed are going first? No, we're just kind of- What if if we didn't let the things open where the obese people hung out? (laughs) I know that sounds horrible, but think about it. If the number one underlying condition in the world is obesity, and when I mean number one, I mean, I'm talking like 50%, and then the rest of them are like diabetes, hypertension, I mean- how well, the fuck is, is Costco open? That place is just a uh, that place. Uh, the, the the two Costco's I've been to in my life, Vallejo Costco and, and Richmond Costco. I mean, though it, it looks like there's a rule that you have to be seventy pounds overweight to get in there. I mean, it and then everything's covered in plastic, so I'm guessing the um, the COVID just loves hanging out in there in the crevices and cracks of all the plastic. Well, I and those I, people are susceptible to dying. Yeah, I think that the Costco's and the look. I understand. I would much rather have had this quarantine with um, grocery stores and places open, right? Like right. I would have been. I'm not saying that we should have closed any of them because I'm right. not saying we should have closed anything. Right. Having said that, um, yeah, I would you say that? Do you think the quarantine is complete nonsense? Yeah, I think that the science is not behind the quarantine. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I don't think we should have closed anything. I totally agree with you. No, I don't think. And Maybe I'm nursing saying, homes. Maybe nursing homes. Well, yeah. There's so, a lot of deaths there, man. I'm not saying that I don't care about the deaths. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is, is. Oh, I, no, of course not. It's no, tragic. No, every doctor cares about every death. But does that mean that we should have closed down the world because of it? There, I don't see any science behind that. And so what we should have done is what you said, which is be very mindful and careful around those at risk, right? So that's yes. where I go into stop the sugar, but also wash your hands. Both. Yeah, I don't and want to grandma doesn't come over when all three kids have snot pouring out of their nose. A hundred percent. So if you're sick, you stay home. If you're high risk, we have to be careful around you. So the mask thing, do you need to wear a mask when you're surfing? No. Do you need to wear a mask in your car by yourself? No, that's ridiculous. But would you consider wearing a mask when you go visit? So like my parents are old and my dad has every medical condition. And so I would, I would either not visit him. I would hundred percent not visit him when I was sick. And so there's a, there, there are people who visited their parents who were 80 something years old and they didn't feel well. And they didn't know that that's what it was. And so we need to stop that. We need, if you're sick, you stay home. If you are high risk, we need to take care of you. But the rest of the world can go out when they're healthy. I think that's yeah, funny. Is- My whole life, I've never worried about being sick. Never once. Yeah. I've never avoided anyone for a cold. I don't not kiss anyone. I share toothbrush with my wife for the first 20 years. For some reason, she won't do that with me anymore. But um I've never, I'm not doing any of that. I've um, never, I was barefoot once for two years. Um, and I'm the opposite of that. Like I don't, during the winter time, I'm like, don't hug me because I want the flu. Right. I want the flu. But having said that, so I'm somebody who never wanted the flu right. because that the quarantine was unnecessary. What we did is we just put a blanket around everybody and didn't actually look at who was affecting 
and in what way it was affecting anyone. Even okay. now in the exit plan, no one's talking about staying home if sick, right? They're just open. Right. If you're sick, stay home. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I've never known anyone who was diagnosed with the flu. Really? I've claimed to have had the flu and I've known hundreds of people who've said they've had the flu, but I've never known anyone who went to the hospital and the doctor's like, oh yes, you have, here's your test and you have the flu. I mean, you do cause you're a doctor, right? Yeah. But yeah. I've been asking people that question who aren't doctors and no one knows anyone who is officially diagnosed with the flu. Well, I do. Yeah. I take care of patients every year who have the flu and I've been a lot more afraid during flu season and RSV season. And I've had a lot more sleepless nights than I have with COVID. I, I'll tell you at the beginning of COVID. You didn't well, cause the flu kills kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the flu that kills sucks. Kids and, and people just, they, they don't really care. People don't care. And it's not, a, I'm not saying that they're evil, but how many people do you know that have gone to every holiday party and then they give you a hug and then they say, Oh, I have the flu. Like, how about the parents let their kids, the, the craziest part is how many kids I see running around with snot pouring out of their nose. Right. Like, and what are you doing? And wipe then, your kid. Wipe your kid. Wipe your and, kid. And then they, they, the, the news media is saying kids don't get COVID. My kids get everything. Right. Kids right. get everything. They touch everything. They put everything in their nose. Is it, I'll finish on something strong. Ready? Yes. Is it, is it okay thinking like, pardon me, I, I, like, I want my kids to get COVID. I want to get COVID. I'm 48 and I want to hurry up and get it because I don't want to get it when I'm 70 because I'll be scared then. And I want my kids to get it because I want them to start building the antibodies now. I want my kids like, yeah. So, is, am, am I thinking wrong? I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I don't want to come to your hospital and like, I don't want you like to give them the, uh, give me the uh, suppository COVID. I don't want it that bad. But like, I'm not afraid. If like, if my mom had it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't avoid my mom. No, um, you're talking about a chicken pox party, right? So, yeah, which I did do, by the way, as a kid, I did do the chicken pox party as a kid. Okay. So this is different. So it's not wrong to, to think, and, and I've actually been asked this by a lot of people, right? So if, no, you haven't. I'm the first. What are you talking okay, about? Yes. You're, you're always the first. Um, it's okay for you to feel like, and here's the reason why it's okay for you and your kids, there's a 99.999% chance that you're going to be fine. Am I afraid that I'm going to die of the flu? I mean, excuse me, of COVID. I'm not. I'm not going to die of COVID and neither are you. Okay. And neither are your kids. So a lot of people have been asking like, God, they're just, and it gets down to a really big problem is that our, our country is paralyzed by fear. We're paralyzed by fear to the point that people are like, I just, just get it over with. Just get the thing over with. And that's why people want the antibody test because they want to know that they've already been done. Yes, with it. yes. And it's not, people don't want the antibody test so they can go lick every wall. They want it because <laughs> right. of the paralysis of fear. You're and exactly people, right. People are living in so much fear. So is that okay for you to say, can I just get it and be done with it? Yeah, I get that. I do. And it's not, I don't think it's negligent for you, a completely healthy 40-something-year-old, to say, I don't care if I get it. The problem isn't that. The problem is, is that if you have, and so yeah, go for it, right? But then you have to be responsible. And that's why I like Charles Barkley is because uh, right. always smart. So if you then go and visit your 80 something, if, if I then go and I go to work as a right. physician, so, so I know physicians who've said, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get it and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to get it. 
well, yeah, you kind of can be willing to get it, but then you have to be responsible when right. you get it, right? Right. right? So I can't go visit my parents and it's not responsible for me to go out everywhere. So get it, but then once you get it, please be responsible and don't give it to, don't go visit a nursing home. Right, okay. right, right. Matter of fact, that's when you quarantine yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, if you're sick or if you're high risk. So, and by the way, the nursing homes, it's, that's where we need the hygiene and the masks is the nursing home, not at the healthy. If you go to the box healthy and you were healthy and you know you're healthy and you haven't been around anybody sick, you don't need to, to worry about the stuff. You need to worry when you're either going to Costco and exposing everybody at risk or there's somebody with 102 fever next to you. That's when you need to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or the kid would, like I read a story recently, a kid in Indonesia died of the COVID. And then I dug into the story a little more and the kid was almost dead from dengue fever. And it's like, yeah. The worst part is about this. Did you like make me laugh? And I have to remember that we're talking about like a kid that passed away and I'm still a doctor. And so I can't laugh out loud at the ridiculousness of it. Right. right? Sorry. I'll try more courteous. No, but it's, and we're swabbing. (laughs) Come on, can you please be more yes, sensitive? Yes, yes. Um, it's just negligent on the on, on the media's part to be recording something as a COVID death for a child scaring the shit out of parents all around the world. And then I dig into it and the kid was fucking malnourished and had dengue fever. And it's like, dude, yeah. I mean. Right. Though you had a couple in India with cancer. Something like, like that three, too, yeah. Three people. Oh with yeah, terminally cancer. ill. Yes, yesterday. Five people died in some village in, in, in India or Bihar. Is that Bihar, India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bihar. And they, had, and they were all terminally ill. Okay, and I know you said you wanted to end, but I have to tell you something. Yeah, I have to pee yeah. so bad. I'm going to pop. <laughs> but I was, you know, I've been walking and they did close our trails, right? Okay. So yeah. they closed our trails um, and I can't wait for them to open them. Um, but I was walking on the street and um, I almost stepped on a rattlesnake. I on the rattle. Can you? That would have been a COVID death. COVID death. Dude, I mean, you should be celebrating me right now as a, as a, either a doctor or a delivery man. I'm one of them that should be celebrated. And instead, I would have died from a rattlesnake. Did it? Um, did it waggle at you? No. So my sister, she was. My sister and I were walking, and she goes, "Stop and move." And I was actually really proud of her because instead of just screaming, she said, "Stop and move." And then she like literally pulled me towards her and I jumped and I, I don't know why I actually listened. And then I looked down and it was the, the rattle. It wasn't. And then the, the, the snake was up and was, um, you should have it, taken a picture and text me. That would I have been totally amazing. wanted to. And then I realized I was going to die by selfie. And instead I needed to back. <laughs> oh, God, selfie, yeah. <laughs> right. If, can you imagine if I was taking a video or a picture of a rattlesnake about to bite me? No, no, thank you. So you, Savan, you nailed it. I think it's really important for um, health to be. Just stop the sugar. Tell me how great I am. Stop, you're amazing. <laughs> you're truth. You're always you. From the start, you've been texting me every single day articles about chronic disease and COVID, chronic disease, sugar, all of that. And so I think that it's a really important point. I think that. God, I love that you brought it down to Charles Barkley, who I've always just thought he was awesome to say, just be uh, responsible, be responsible. He, he was on CNN. They were trying to get him to play the race thing. Like, Hey, there's symptomatic racism and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Hey man. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, now I agree with all that. Now's not the time. 
time now is just to give people basically the tools to heal themselves. And I want to tell you what I'm doing. I ride an exercise bike and I only drink on the weekends. And he gave this list of shit. And I was like, yeah, you say it, Charles. Yeah, it's important to try to save people's lives. Instead of every, so it's time for everybody to get out from under the bed and <clears throat> know that we're now, we're now not in the, the, the hospitals are, are way prepared. We're so prepared that doctors don't have enough work. Speaking of getting out underneath the bed, is it weird when you have had like a client for like five years and they always come in together and then all of a sudden they come in and they got their new mate? You know what I mean? Like you knew the husband and wife and their two kids and they always come to visit. And then all of a sudden the husband comes in and he's got like this 18 year old new wife. And you're like, what the fuck? You I was wondering where you were going to go with the whole bed. I didn't know <laughs> where you were going to go. Yeah, totally. You started hating on him. No, no, no. It's good. It's fine. It's a totally. See, I you look right at the 18 year old new trophy wife and you're like, have you had her tested for venereal diseases? Just <laughs> blast him. You've been in with me like that. How did you know that? That's exactly how I approach it, 100%. Thank you for your time. I Thank you. Thanks for um, just exposing the truth, you know? We'll talk. um, How about I call you back like in a month and we'll talk about how the exit strategy is going. If we're not out by then, Mm -hmm. I don't even want to talk. There better be nothing to talk about. We got to get out. I'm thinking May is the time that people who want to go baby steps, who want to go full out, it's May. June? I'm ready to come out. I've been ready to come out for years. And <laughs> June, we better be doing it. Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't have time for this stuff in June. Dude, can you imagine all like, there's good shit and bad shit happening with people at home. Uh, I don't even want to get into it. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. That's okay. political because it's good. If I had one more rich person tell me how wonderful it is in quarantine. And how the life lessons, sorry, that was totally not inappropriate. That was totally inappropriate, right? Like it's life lessons of being in quarantine, of realizing how you can connect with your family while you have money is totally different than what quarantine is doing to the rest of the world. You're going to make me say it. The two metrics to look at are how many tens of thousands of 80-year-olds are we willing to let die versus how many kids we're allowing to be molested at home. Let's put that on the fucking scale. You want to protect all these 80 year old people who are two years away from their own death anyway, from COVID. Well, how many kids have to be molested for you to be okay with that at home? I did not Uncle even realize doing horrible shit to them because they're stuck at home and quarantine with them. You know, that shit's happening. I, if, if I could have bet on what you were going to say next, I'm saying no kids. I don't, I'd rather let say that again. Sorry. Sorry. I know I wouldn't have made it. Th- if you said, I'd give you a thousand bucks. If you know what I'm going to say next, that never would have crossed. My- <laughs> I just, there's no amount. I don't like, I mean, I'm so biased. I have three kids. There's no, I don't want any bad shit happening to kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and I'm willing, if I was 80 years old and my, and I had grandkids, I'd rather fucking die than let my grandkids be molested. Bad stuff that is happening to kids. Kids are oh, horrible. How they're, about, not, they're not meant to be in quarantine. No, from them not going to school to them drinking too many cans of Coke at home to them learning how to smoke their parents' weed to them they're getting hurting themselves. The buck. There's that whole spectrum. I'm yeah. getting so many injuries. So many injuries. Okay, I know you have to go pee. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Mind your own business. Didn't that? Didn't you say that? Yeah, I know, but okay. it sucks. it's for me okay, to say. All right. um, let's connect in a month about, let's talk about something other than COVID because no, no, we can talk about how, I don't know. 
never mind. We'll talk about other things, but we can talk oh. about my ex that looked like a Pakistani Cindy Crawford. Yes. And, but I just hope that the people listening know that it's time. It's time to think it's actually time to think it's time to be responsible. But it's time to think, be responsible. Yeah. Take be, care of your it, personal it, responsibility. Yes. Like think for yourself. Don't wait for someone else to tell you how to move forward. Peace.